Tom Turbovich! Get ready for a Tommy Turbo Masterclass. Masterclass. Teamless Tuesday is here. And the boys are hard as a rock. Don't be a weak-gutted dog. Leave that for Jamin Salmon. Get ready for the best super coach show on the planet. It's so good, it's better than Lego. You're now listening to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Brandon Savage. Brandon Savage. What is up and welcome to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of the Savage Turbos. I am backing up this Thursday with another podcast. I'm doing the Q&A podcast for the second rowers, which we put a call out for a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to answer all your questions that you asked for online pretty much. So um, On the Burst was not uploaded yesterday, our NRL show. Uh, That is because we recorded it. Uh, It was a solid half an hour session, but for some reason, Timmy's mic wasn't recording it, like recorded for the first 10 minutes, and then just out of nowhere, it just stopped. So I think he must have hit the camera or something like that. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll come back to you with a much bigger episode next week. So I really apologize for that. It's out of our hands. I can't, I can't do anything about it unless you want the camera footage, which the audio is there. The camera footage is terrible, though. It's like really low and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, better off uploading stuff not uploading at all than uploading something that is terrible quality that you can't listen to because I don't want to put you guys off. Honestly, like more content isn't better if it's not quality. So today I'm going to answer your second row forward questions, but firstly, make sure to head over to Picklebet using the code TURBO. That lets them know that you're coming from our podcast and it really helps the show out. Um, but make sure to know what you're really gambling for free and con- Oh my God, I mess that up every time. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au or call 1-800-858-858. We are getting into the questions right now as we speak. I'll just get this screen up. We're starting on Facebook. So Andrew Malgar, who starts at the second row and hope Wong gets picked. I really hope Wong gets picked as well because I think Wong out of every single option there is the most solid option. He's got attacking upside. His base looks phenomenal. And he's just one of them guys where in Supercoach, we love our guns of the past. We love them, but they tend to go on a decline. And I think that is where Tupanua and Crichton are ending up. I think Crichton and Tupanua still have a lot to offer, but I just really think the Wong's upside is going to be unmatched compared to what Crichton and Tupanua can produce in the future. So I really hope it's Wong at 460K. But if it's not, we've got a second rower coming in in that spot at a lower price. So if you've got Wong in your side, that helps out a lot. And yeah, it's get, I honestly can't wait for TLT because all these what-ifs are going to be answered. Number two... Josiah Alchin on Facebook. What do you think about starting with someone like Sean Lane and Schuster who would get dual position? Interesting. So, Sean Lane, he would not get dual position, which is interesting. Um, Josh Schuster, I don't love him as a super coach player, in my opinion. Um, 
on the edge, I think it is better than the five eight super coach wise. Jo- Joshy Schuster is right up there on my poster if you're watching on YouTube. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a slam dunk at all. Um, it's funny because I actually really rate him as a player, but I just need to see that consistency. I don't think he has the base there. And uh, he's racing the clock for round one anyway. So uh, I think that's just enough to not start with him. Snowflakes, is Tim Mooney going to have a crack this year or is he going to keep giving up like he did last year? No one likes a quitter. He didn't actually give up last year. There were a lot of other Supercoach pages that gave up. Um, He was actually someone that didn't and I actually commend him for it because it was was a rough year for, for Timmy. David Harvey, a kickout and Furmore underpriced. What's more valuable, a hole runner with footwork or an offload with a base stat worker at the same price? Interesting question there. So, Furmore and kickout, who do I like better? I did state on the podcast the other week that I do like Furmore better at 460K. They're pretty much the exact same price. I've pretty much pegged them. I've pegged them at the same value, really. So, Kick out at about a 47 to 50 average. Furmore at about a 50 average. Who do we think has more upside? And, you know, I do say I think Furmore is... I, I like Furmore more, but kick out's upside is a lot better. I'm, I'm going to flip the script here. And, and I think you make a really good point. Who is the whole runner with footwork or an offload with a base stat? So... Kickout has the offload, the base stat, um, and he's got more options of doing that, whereas Firmore is the hole runner. So based on that, I like Kickout better because he's got more opportunity with the way he plays. If Titans structure their play around, not around Bo Firmore and it's more structured around Dave Feeder, Kickout's a better buy. Kickout is a better buy. I I was never big on Furmore, but I did say last podcast that I think Furmore is better than Kickout, but I've I've definitely flipped there. I, I think especially with the Bulldogs, they're another year into their systems. I think this is the year where it will click, and I've heard a lot of reports out of the Bulldogs. I know we're not going to get reports saying, oh, no, the team isn't really clicking that well. We're never going to get that. So, um, But I do like the signs that are there. Pole at the Tigers, nice price, dual position worth looking at come round four due to round one bye. Only concern is he plays for the Tigers. I looked into Pole, his stats are quite good. Um, 420,000, he has a pretty good base. Um, But yeah, I think that round one bye, you've just got to let him go. There's a lot of mid-range options there. And if... You've got mid-range options that you aren't happy with and aren't really making money. Well, then you can downgrade to him by round four. Um, That was... I'll check who that was on Facebook as well. That was Adam Sargent. Ray Gavin, who are the best two value second row? So I did the top three on my Instagram. And the top three... Number one is is Sil Wong, in my opinion. Sil Wong is by far the number one option, in my opinion. Um... I think he's just got that upside that all these other guys are falling guns and there's a potential they could be that that just could be them now. Whereas Sewell Wong, I think there's value there because he hasn't had the opportunity and when the opportunity comes, he'll be more likely to score more points. 
Um, and then number two was Piakura. Actually, I think I might have had Piakura number two. I'm not sure, but I, I reckon Piakura at 425, 80-minute back row in a side like the Broncos, running them type of lines. The way he just looks like a player of, a player of the future. And as I said, I think these up-and-comers are much better than going for the guns of the past. And... 425000 I think there's a lot of value there. He could be someone who features in our Supercoach team very regularly. Benny Domo, what's Bloor's role at the Storm likely to be? This is on Facebook still. Um, I have a feeling he's going to come off the bench in the middle. I've heard reports that Liero is going to come and do that off the bench, but I can't see Bellamy putting Bloor straight into the side at start, starting second row, he's just never done that. Like, even with – I mean, Elias Katoa had a full preseason with them. Bloor hasn't. With players like Tarek Sims, who had a shorter preseason, um, I guess he didn't start any single game. So, that's a bit of a bad example. But just in the past, Bellamy's really been reluctant to put people in who haven't quite served their apprenticeship there. Uh, but – Maybe Bloor is an exception and he probably he potentially starts on the edge. It, it really depends on Liero. My, but my gut feel is that Bloor will come off the bench. Michael Nella. Do you need a gun in the second row forward this year or is running mid-rangers a viable option at this point of the year? Listen, there's enough mid-rangers there to get you by in the second row and stack up everywhere else. Like I think everybody here... There's so much value in the second row. Maybe you fill up your second row with value and put a gun in your center wing because I think we're neglecting the center wings and plugging all these cheapies in there that might not work out. It's it's a bit of a balancing act because I think missing out on a value option in the second row just to get an okay option in the center wing, maybe we're going to flip the script and get all the value options in second row and make sure our center wing is quite evenly balanced because at the moment I've got no gun center wingers, but I've got Cameron Murray in my second row forward who is a gun who I haven't really wanted to part with, but thinking of it, I could get a good mid-range option and all these mid-range options I'm happy to play, but whereas my center wing, I'm shit scared to play a lot of these guys. So yeah, it's, it's all a balancing act. Let's get the next question up here. Uh, Jared Oliver on Facebook, which one of the more popular mid-ranger group are you most likely to avoid and why? This this is a very good question. So um, I, th- I said kick-out before, but my mind on kick-outs changed a little bit since bringing it up just then. I think I think they're all pretty good. Um Furmore is the one I am avoiding and I've never considered putting him in my side. So I think Furmore is the one guy I do want to just let go. Apart from that, there are a lot of good options in the second row. I don't like people starting with Maverick Geyer, who's 200K, because I think you can build a strong team without having him in your side. Like you don't need that cheapie there. There's plenty of other cheapies and mid-range options elsewhere. Um and yeah, I pretty much like all of them. I've got Sean Lane. I've got Talis Duncan, pending starting. Uh, Josh Karen, who I think is a great option. Pukura and 
Sewell Wong, who I think are all brilliant options. Let's go to the next question. Nathan Cambry, the Dallas Tunkins. Yeah, listen, um, I don't want to speak about that because uh, they're not playing. Then the Dallas Tunkins are uh, not a thing anymore. It's the Savage Turbos. I've made an official statement. Uh, over to Instagram. Cody MB97 is current a slam dunk or is it better to take a chance with someone more expensive and downgrade if necessary? Have Frizzell, Bloor, Duncan, Fermor, Lane, and Matamua. I it's funny because I'm reading this question. I know exactly how to answer this, but it's firstly. I think it is a good option to go somewhere more expensive and downgrade to these guys if they do kill it. But if these guns kill it as well, are you going to be happy letting them go? I think you've just got to start with your mid-range options so you save a trade. And then there's so many other mid-priced options that you can go to in case they do kill it. Um, but with that starting side, I don't want to be the guy giving team advice because I know people go their different directions and that's fine. But this is my personal opinion. Uh, you're missing Lane. I know you've got Lane, but you're missing Pia Kura. Uh, you're missing Karen. And you're also missing someone else quite important. Who have I got? Pia Kura and Wong. I think you've got to have one of them Roosters back rowers. Um, I think get rid of Fermore and Bloor. I'm not sure what Bloor's position is. If he is starting in the edge back row, fair enough. Or maybe you're planning on changing it. But yeah, I would downgrade Frizzell to someone like Curran. Uh We spoke about it the other day, but Curran averages 57 when he plays more than 55 minutes or something like that. So I think Curran is a slam dunk. 420,000. Uh, he's Starting lock, he's been on the record saying he has been signed as a lock. So I like I like Josh Curran at the price, and I think he's one of the better options to go with in uh, in Supercoach this year. Castle ELNZ on Instagram. Kikau versus Firma versus Piercora. I can see room for two of these three, all similarly priced. Kikau probably has the highest variance in a Bulldogs that might struggle this year. So, as I said before, kick out and Piakura, I would 100% go with. I think leave out Fermor. Uh, a lot of people are going nuts over Fermor, but he did have a career year, averaged 67, scored 11 tries. It's all trial watch. Um, if Bo Fermor ends up playing on the left side, then this is a different conversation, but I'm assuming he's playing on the right side. Adam Hams on Instagram, how many mids to cheapies should we have if named currently have four mids, including Duncan, uh, Cheapies, Viliami, and Gaia. So I think you've got to downgrade elsewhere to get all these mid-ranges in because I really think there's so much value in that second row that I don't think it's worth having them Cheapies who aren't going to grow in value throughout the season. So I think you're really hurt, uh, shooting yourself in the leg by doing that. Koopy Loopy. On Instagram, is Fafida slam dunk with Lane and Curran? Listen, I'm not going to say no to Fafida. Uh, Fafida's gun, uh, personally, in my side, I'm not I'm not getting him in, but I can't put you off getting him in. He, he's a great option. 
D-Winder. With Arrow, Colomitangi and Murray, where do we expect Duncan getting any starts? Uh, I've heard Duncan is going to start on the right side and Colomitangi has been training on the left, but I've also heard rumours that Arrow is on the edge. But Arrow has been on the record saying he wants to play middle. So um, I know it's not his decision, but it's he's been on the record and very vocal that he wants to stay in the middle and the Rabbitohs need middles. I think he'll start in the middle and potentially he might spell Palace Duncan, potentially. Uh, Noah Cap, what do we think on Ben Takura? Uh, I've seen a lot of hype on Ben Takura. Uh, don't know a lot about him though. So um, I think that's one to watch throughout the preseason. Uh, yeah. Dan Karna, 89. I make a mistake having two dogs plays kick out and Curran in my roster. I would probably cut Curran. I think there's a lot of other options. Uh, sorry, cut kick out. I think there's a lot of other options, but if you're backing kick out, go for it. Uh, I think he, he's got the upside. We all know he has the upside. So, yeah, 100% go for it. That's all the questions that we have to answer on the second row forwards. Um, Shout out to everybody who asked the question. If you do want to ask a question in the future, head over to the Supercoach Experience on Instagram and just wait for the call out and ask a question. I'll answer the questions in a podcast. We'll put a shout out to the halves questions sometime this week and get it out. Uh, But yeah, I think that's it from me today. Uh, To anyone who wants to watch some footy this weekend. The Sportshed TV charity match is February 3rd, this Saturday, at Lincoln Oval. And I'm very excited for it. I'm starting centre. Head over to Sportshed TV's Instagram. Hit the link in their bio and you'll see the link to get the tickets or get the live stream link. Um, uh, there's nothing better than watching footy, laying back 4pm on a Saturday, having a drink and watching some footy. So head over there. Make sure, make sure to buy the live stream. It's for charity. Uh, it's a great cause. So um, hopefully we can get over for a meat pie and have some meat pie and some beers after. Um, cheers for tuning in, guys. I know this was a bit of a shorter one, but I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Numbers have been massive this preseason. Uh, we'll be back with the NRL show on the burst next week, and we'll be back with Santa Wings on Tuesday. Thank you.